0: Have you ever been so unhappy that you've used food and sleep to escape? That was me a few years ago. I was so unhappy with my job and my life as a whole that I used to pretty much set an alarm for just before 5pm every single day, just before my lovely wife Zena would come home and I would literally rush out of bed, do the dishes and pretend like i have been up for the entire day. The most visible aspect of this was my weight. Weighing in at over 80 kilos and on the brink of being obese, it's fair to say I wasn't exactly in the best shape of my life. So I took action and I addressed what I thought was the easiest thing to do, and that was the weight. So I began going to a gym, and I now have a job that I absolutely love. However, in the process of losing all that weight, my mindset changed. A combination of my desire to ensure that nobody ever goes through what I've been through and my own love for cars, I present to you the Behind the Wheel Podcast, a place to occasionally hear from people who work with and or own some pretty cool cars, to hear how they've got to where they are in the pursuit of inspiring you to take the steps you need to build a life based on your passion. Hello and welcome to the Behind the Wheel podcast, the brainchild of my love for cars as well as my desire to so that nobody ever goes through what I've personally been through. That is being overweight, being really unhealthy. Um not really loving my job um and sleeping till about four PM uh just before my lovely wife would come home and I would rush out of bed and just do you know pretend like I've enough for the, for the for the entire day. For those that are listening, thank you so much for, for joining us today. I am absolutely delighted to welcome Alistair to the podcast today. Alistair, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Not at all, thank you very much. Um I have like to keep things off very very kind of uh almost in a bit of a, not bizarre way, but it's interesting to hear what people say. Uh, Alistair, what is your dream five-car garage look like?
1: Oh, well, 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 well. It's got to be Lamborghini Urus, number one, yeah. probably matte black uh, PPF. Uh, then a Hurricane Evo, Audi R8. you got to have a Ferrari in there, probably, a bit of... Yeah bit of class at least (laughs) and then something more a bit more chilled like just like a C63 nothing too much a nice little daily because if you're driving Lamborghinis all the time you just need a wee constantly you're just hard suspension (laughs) permanently
0: there's no soft suspension
1: button you want to just sometimes have a nice bit of power but like everyone's not just staring at you all the time so yeah Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that would be mine
0: Sweet, sweet, fair enough, fair enough. Um, For those who might not know who you are, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're about. So, I am about,
1: um, I love entrepreneurship and starting businesses. Uh, That only came about a few years ago, though, say four years ago, was when mindset wise everything changed for me. I went traveling with my wife. I was in the police at the time, spent By that time, about four years in the police, a few years of that being firearms um, down in Reading. And I suppose I'd always thought, right, I want to be a police officer. Did that. There's a video of me when I'm five years old saying I'm going to be in the police. And I just worked towards it. And maybe we'll talk a little bit later about law of attraction and setting goals and things. I just wanted that. So I just gradually just went towards that, went to uni, got a degree in policing fairly unnecessary but I had a lovely time met a lot of good friends Um, joined the police liked it gained loads of experience in talking to people and interacting and calming people down things like that A massive learning curve gave me loads of confidence which then was definitely an asset moving forward into business but at the time I hadn't thought about starting a business at all or being involved in property or anything I had very little knowledge on both sides of that Um, but then when I travelled for about Nine months in total, I think. Went to uh, Thailand, Bali, Philippines, Australia, New Zealand. Incredible incredible experience. And my wife took a sabbatical at the same time. It just gradually, just or fairly quickly, probably changed my mindset massively. And I was consuming a lot of content on YouTube and things like Gary V and stuff like that. And I was thinking, why is this ringing bells with me? I'm just a copper. Why why is why is this really interesting to me about doing what you love and being more passionate. But at the time, I didn't really know what I loved, I suppose. I thought before it was like the police and helping people. Turns out everyone hates you anyway. So you don't really get that like, oh, I've had a really good day today. It's just constant like, even if you have helped people or saved someone's life or something, everyone still hates you at the end of the day anyway. All for 24 grand a year. So... Um, me and my wife are planning to have kids and get married and things. So we come back from traveling and I, after that change of mindset, I was like, we're either just traveling for years and just being completely free because I was so happy and literally no stress. And it's incredible, the difference. Um, or we're going back and we're creating an incredible life for ourselves. And I don't care what it takes. So I'm going to do that rather than I'm not going back and going back into, because once you've been out of it, you can't go back. Once your mind is elsewhere, going back into work, which I had to do for a further year after coming back, start a social media agency and do photography and videography. And that's what I then realised that I wasn't so passionate about photos and videos and things, although I still like it. It was the passion about getting clients, growing the business, websites, everything like that. Uh, so that branched out into social media, which then allowed me to leave my job and then got involved in property. And that's two and a half years, I think that is now, since I left.
0: Okay. Wow. Wow. I mean, um, talk us through, I mean, just a bit more about, you know, that kind of point in your life where, you know, um, the content was hitting you, it was striking a nerve somewhere. Um, you know, what? talk us through a little bit more about that and, and what kind of feelings when you're going through at that particular point in time yes
1: yeah, so i was probably feeling a bit confused like okay well i think i want to leave the police but i haven't got a clue what i want to do like it's very easy or well, not easy but it's easier if you know that you love horses but you think oh well i can't really earn much money in horses so i'm going to go work in accountancy it's very easy to go right now i definitely want to run some stables or whatever it is And then you gradually make that transition, which is what I had to do. So do one on the side, just start it no matter what, have terrible branding and no website at the start and no connections. Do that, graft your ass off in the evenings or early in the mornings until that income replaces your full-time income. Then you're gone, then you're set, you're away. Then you can wake up every day and love what you do. But at that time I didn't have a bloody clue what I wanted to do. So I was, I actually, I was in the Philippines um, and I was sat down with the wife and she, she wasn't watching content and things like I was and naturally she'd get annoyed with Gary Vee's voice all the time, his American, yeah. quite squeaky voice yeah. all the time and she'd laugh, like, shut up, who is that man? And like, yeah. essentially, watching all that content changed my life and it's mental to think how it actually works and there's so much content from people like Gary Vee, like just endless that you can just watch and watch and certain things are like, yeah, that's exactly my situation and obviously that's how he's growing a personal brand because people just relate to it but it's mental that that actually changed my life completely um so we're in the philippines sat in a sky bar and i said well what would you want to do if you can do anything she was working in accounts at the time managing a team of like seven girls which as you can imagine bloody nightmare but she quite liked it to be fair um <laughs> she was like well i'd love to have a photography business she studied photography in college and things and was like well i'd love to and i was like well let's just start then she was like we can't we're not that good and i was like well it doesn't matter we'll just start we don't, you don't have to charge loads at the start just do stuff for free at least then you've started and that was what changed it oh because yeah. then we started i actually started then doing video and we we're traveling so i was doing little really crap video um travel videos and was just putting them on my facebook and things and then they gradually got a bit better and then our first wedding booking come in which is like a friend of a friend for 200 pounds and we were excited but we always knew and with that business like people book a year or two in advance so it's very slow to build but we knew that the graph now is going to pay off now we've still got some booked in now from two years ago that have obviously been delayed but they're like two and a half thousand three thousand pound bookings and we're doing the same thing as we did for free at the start um so then yeah we just started i looked at the old website the other day actually popped up on my facebook memories and it is horrendous yeah uh but I was just cracking on, just gave it a go. Started a WordPress account, started building the website. At the time, I wish I knew um, Squarespace and things existed because it was
0: much better. Yeah.
1: But yeah. yeah, and the photos are awful and the videos are awful, but everyone's got to start somewhere.
0: There is this um, there is this misconception, isn't there? I'm not sure if you've experienced this, but when people think about you know changing their career or you know trying to pursue what they love doing it's almost like a sort of a they see it as a well i've got to i've got to i've got to uh leave my job today in order to make the other thing work and it i mean it 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 almost feels like you want to say to them no you don't need to like you can you can you can keep your day job you can but at the same time grow the other stuff on the side um did you did you did you ever have that kind of feeling of oh god you know how am I gonna do this in terms of you know making making ends meet and stuff? And was it was it always the case for you that it was gonna be a, a a gradual, you know, step by step process for you?
1: Yeah, so I think the whole process was about a year and a half. But I was doing like so it's sort of a blessing in disguise, but once I finished travelling, I ruptured my ACL in my knee. So some people might think, oh that's, really annoying. And I used to play football like four or five days a week. So that was very annoying on that side. But at the same time, it took me off firearms duties for about a year because I had to have an operation, go through physio and everything. And actually that year I managed to, and i a really good inspector in the police was really good to me who would allow me to do a bit of work on the side or like grow my Instagram for my photography business. I'd be messaging people then the social media side and I'd build my website on the side and stuff like that. Um, But most people are in a position where they can do that i'd finish i'd work from like seven till four or so then i would come home and just work maybe for a couple of hours have a bit of time with the misses and then three or four hours in the evening and that over time really compounds yeah. and that's ultimately all you have to do yes i know it's great enough but having that end goal in place if i could have seen even where i'm at now i would have grafted 10 times as hard if i knew even where i'd get to now yeah. But it's just, it's just a guarantee it's going to happen. If you put in the hours, you put in the time, you're willing to put yourself in uncomfortable places, well, it's going to happen. It could be a year, but it could be 10 years, but either way, it's
0: going to happen. Yeah. Um, so if you're willing to eat shit for a while, then it'll yeah. pay off. Absolutely, absolutely. And I guess also, I guess, I mean, there's something I've come across a few, a few months ago now about, you know, um, regardless of what the outcome is, if you're if you, if you not enjoying the process, then you will lose that on both fronts. You will lose that on not achieving that goal and you will lose that on the time that you're wasting on doing something that they, they, they just hated doing. Whereas it, whereas the importance of enjoying what you do, enjoying the process is so important, isn't it? I mean, to what degree was that was that a factor for you?
1: It's everything. Like right now, I'm only 1% of where I want to be. I was actually having this discussion with a girl who works with me. She's in the next room this morning, gave her a lift to, into work and we were just chatting and I was like... The, you realize once you start because what i try to do is change the mindset of the people that work for me at the same time which is probably a bad idea considering <laughs> they're employed however i can't help it
0: yeah. once
1: i'm around the young person who i see a bit driving i'm like i'm getting into you and i'm yeah. going to change your life and i get really satisfaction from
0: that yeah
1: um and one of the guys actually who come onto my mentorship about six months ago just two days ago replaced his income he was an aircraft engineer before earned a decent wage And we just replaced his income a couple of days ago uh, because through the social media agency, he's doing all of that for me. And I was like, congratulations, he's done it exactly six months. And I mean, to the day, because he posted on Instagram that it was six months since he left his job. And then that six months later to the day, I signed two clients uh, and he's done it. And only in six months. And that really, he works hard. He could work even harder if he was like, yeah, really wanted to get to 20K a month or whatever. Um, but in answer to your question, uh, enjoying the process is everything. Because I realise now that the the end goal is miles away. But right now I'm so happy and positive and my life's the same because we're just on the journey. And some days are really bad. Yeah. Some days you just get smacked so many times with like bad news, deals falling through, people wanting refunds. Things like that just happen. And you've just got to compose yourself. Last week, it was a prime example, I think, Whenever we had the bank holiday on the Monday, the Tuesday was horrendous. Like four things went wrong, one after the other. And I was like saying to them, this is this what people talk about. Resilience in business is exactly like today. Then six days later on this Monday was an incredible day. Everything went right. I think, yeah. And I was like, there you go. You just hold your head. You do what you can to change that. And I did. And yeah, spoke to the people I needed to and sorted everything out and it, it was fine but if i'd have been a weaker person i would have sort of crumbled and it might have i would have made it worse by having a negative mindset but i'm like no this if it's easy everyone would do it it's hard days like this and i cracked on and then this week's been unreal and every, everything's going really well me. um
0: you mentioned earlier that obviously you know your 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 wife is, is obviously an, an instrumental part in, in in what you do and um and the, there are situations where Um, the team, the husband and wife team um, might might not be on the same kind of journey or the same kind of mindset. Um, Have you ever kind of um, been in that situation and what would be your advice for trying to create that kind of alignment, if you like?
1: Really good question. Um, Maybe at the start, it was more like that until probably a couple of things. A, she could see how happy it was making me the process, I mean, because it was hard as anything. But the more drive, I'm like a completely different person to what I was three years ago, and that's what she says. Um, because it just makes – once you switch that mindset and you're a bit more positive, you just jump out of bed in the morning and you don't I, – I can't compare myself to how I was four years ago. It's a completely different person. Um, and that's purely for having like a purpose, I suppose, to help other people leave their nine to five and things. Um, and I think where a lot of people are at the moment in like their mid twenties, they've done the whole college uni thing, whatever. Maybe they've gone travelling if they haven't. I encourage them to. uh Then they go into a job because maybe their parents or whatever they just think that you should, which is fine. Yeah. It's just the world isn't what it was fifty years ago. It's completely different, and you don't actually need to do that because the the gap between being a business owner and an employee is growing ever wider, and it is your limited mindset will tell you that hundred grand a month is impossible. And it is 100% possible. I'm not doing it, but I know a hell of a lot of people are and they're not assholes. They're no smarter than you or I, they've just taken that initial graft, but I mean, it's like three to five years of initial graft to set yourself up for a lifetime of pure happiness. And in that three to five years, you're a hell of a lot happier than you are being employed anyway. So even though it's hard, you're much happier you're shouting about what you're doing, it's fun, and then you set yourself up for an amazing life for generations as well. It's not just for yourself. But in terms Thank of... What, I suppose for, you know, going back to the question, I'll digress bit about my wife. Yes, at the start, it was harder. She was yeah. thinking... She was on the same wavelength in terms of like setting up a business, working for ourselves, how fun that would be. We were talking about, like, well, if we shot one wedding a month, that's the same as I earned in the police. So two two weddings a month and we cover both of our incomes and we work together and we could travel the world for the other 28 days a month. <laughs> we could do what we wanted. And that prospect was exciting and it's got to be exciting. So she was coming on board, but it did take a number of months before because she wasn't watching any content. She doesn't even still. Um, and I mean, I don't really anymore, but it's done. It's, it's served its purpose sort of thing. Um mm-hmm. Then when I wanted to leave my job, it was when my first daughter was two weeks old. So like I had paternity leave and then, uh, yeah, it it was a leap, although it wasn't like a huge leap, like I'm just gonna leave. It was like I'd worked for a while and it just felt really like the right time. And I just, like there weren't enough hours in the day to grow my social media agency alongside my job. Like I was working a lot, but you can't reach out to people at three in the morning. They just think you're weird. So I was like, I'm I'm very confident that I can leave and then get up to, say, five grand a month fairly quickly. And I did, and we sort of skipped that herd and got to 10 grand a month, I think, after six months, which is six months' wages in the police. I did in one month. I was skiing in France at the time in January 2019, I suppose it was, or 20. not sure. Uh, But yeah, and I got a call from a potential client who said, yeah, we want to come on board with you, and that got me to, to 10K my first month, and it was literally six months after taking that leap and it was like that's another point where then your mindset goes oh well 20 grand a month's definitely possible then because it your mind of work doubles a lot of the time it's easier to comprehend
0: what um talk us to the moment that you decided okay I'm not gonna leave leave the security of a of a of a nine to five. I mean that must have been really scary, right? It was scary, especially
1: as yeah, like I said, the thought it was two weeks old, and it doesn't get much more of a secure job than being in the police for like a public sector job a very they have to do it. I've seen it. people who just take the absolute piss and disciplinary after disciplinary, but they just can't get rid of you, so it doesn't come any more secure than that, yeah. however. I was earning more at the time outside of my office hours than I was working the office hours. And I thought, well, if I just did this full-time and I knew 100% I was willing to graft. To be fair, at the time, I didn't save I didn't save any money. Like a lot of people say, save up like a year's worth of six months wages maybe in a few months back to take the pressure off you. But I know now 100% I wouldn't be... So say that's two and a half years, basically. I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for the fact i had a massive rocket up my ass having to look after a kid and then at the same time don't forget my missus left her job to look after the baby so the income went from like just over three grand a month to zero combined wages so it was just all on me and there was hard times like
0: yeah definitely wow that just sounds extraordinary i mean um with regards to graft and hard work, um, you know, do you ever find that it's hard to balance you know, the, 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 the commitments towards family, towards quality time, but also trying to build a business and try to keep the momentum going? And, and how have you kind of found getting that
1: balance right? So having an understanding partner, if you are with someone, is, is important. She does get pissed off when I'm on the phone a lot but now it's allowed her to leave her job as well. So she was working for Mercedes sort of just before she had the baby as well. So while we were building up the photography thing, um, but now she hasn't had to go back. So she said one kid, then another kid and then not gone back. And now she just works with me. And she basically does the lettings for the properties, um, which builds the business at the same time. And it's a very good cash flow side of the business as it grows. Definitely. Um, it's been hard <clears throat> in terms of having kids and coming back in your mind. It's more just like my mind isn't 100% in there enjoying the kids. Whereas if I just did a nine to five once I'm home, I'm home. Even though most people take their jobs home with them anyway, even if it is just a nine to five. Um, yeah. But I'm very conscious and it probably took me a year to realise like at night put my phone downstairs don't leave it on the bedside table because the first thing i do is pick up the phone have a look and you're just stressed smack straight in the face it's not good for you um and you're replying to people at stupid hours like they don't expect you to reply and no one's gonna your client's not going to be begrudging of you if you don't reply at nine o'clock at night but i always i still do that but i'm conscious of like right we're at the beach now try and not just pick it up all the time because I was really bad before. But it was necessary, it was required. And I, what I always used to say is, right, I'm here with my phone, but we're at the beach on a Tuesday. Or I could just be at in the police working a night shift. I used to do 12-hour night shifts, like seven in a row. So I'd leave at like mm. five in the morning and get back at like seven at night, like seven days in a row. And that mm. was before I even needed to work overtime, which I would have to. Or I'd be working every hour of the day. And then I'd be so tired when I'm at home that I wouldn't be able to enjoy the kids. So the amount of time I spend with them now is a hundred times more than I would have if I was in the police. Like every day I see them every single morning and I see them every evening for probably three hours. Like I don't, I'll then just work in the evening later on if I need to.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Um, Talk us through about mindset and you know, for, for you, what does mindset mean and how have you created a mindset that is empowering i mean you mentioned before that you know being entrepreneur requires resilience um have you have you had to build up that mindset over time and, and and how important is it for you
1: so i i even know i've still got a hell of a long way to go in terms of discipline so right now like i don't do a whole lot of fitness a couple of days a week maybe but if i was truly disciplined and my life is very very hectic with the kids and working everything around. However, if I was a truly disciplined person, if I was David Goggins right now, I'd be up at 5am going for a run and there is zero excuse. And I get that. And I'm completely accountable for everything. So that side of it, I could always, always looking to improve. And that's a key part of it as well. It's like, I'm addicted to self-improvement. And right now the fitness side is sort of sitting on the back burner. I'm self-improving my mindset wise and business wise. Although I know for a fact I should be working out every day because that supports the rest of it. That supports my mindset. That supports my business and it will reflect on it definitely because you feel less stressed, more positive, you're more creative. And I a hundred percent see that is just having the discipline to do it at five in the morning before everyone gets up, but I'll get there. Um, In terms of growing the mindset, I think traveling was the first one, six to nine months of just away from everyone's bullshit and influence. I'd say all the friends I have now, I don't really have any more, maybe a couple. But then it's not even intentional. It just happens when you're on one journey and they're on the other, you're naturally just going to grow apart. Um, but you've got to have the mindset of like, what will be, will be. Um, I used to, yeah, like I said, watch loads of content, which would get me motivated. And then I'd watch motivational videos all the time. And it's good. It does it does get you going for about half an hour. But that can be enough to just make you do that bit of work in the evening that you really don't want to do. But then it's like, what do you really want? Do you want it bad enough? And it has to be exciting enough. The prospect of 50 grand a month, 100 grand a month, is that exciting enough to you that you're willing to do it? Um, and once you've established that it is, for instance, I used to play a lot of PlayStation and things like that. go to work, come back, chill with the wife, play some PlayStation, whatever. Now I realize how much time I was wasting. It wasn't even intentional, but I've just stopped for probably three or four months at all, purely because subconsciously when I think, oh, should I do that bit of work or should I make that call that I've got booked in? At like nine o'clock at night, I regularly do some calls because that's the only time that investors can do, for example. And subconsciously, I just go, well, which one is going to get me to the stage run on a yacht in the middle of the med on a Tuesday afternoon yeah. while still making a hundred grand a month or well, I'm going to do the work then aren't I uh, and it's it's not even I have to sit there and make the decision I just don't care anymore I'll just do the work
0: yeah yeah I um I completely completely share that and I'm not sure if you've ever experienced or whether you are experiencing this but do you ever get to a place where um spending time on yourself i.e you know doing what you love doing just to relax or unwind you know um spend time with family do you ever get to a place where your mind is telling you because of all the content that's out there that no it's all about working it's all about working 24 7 you know uh, it's all about it's all about just grind hustle grind hustle um and how have you because i i i have this myself and and there's times that i'm sitting there you know after a long day at work it's been a 15 hour day whatever it is and i'm now sitting down i'm thinking oh Should I be sitting down? Do you ever get that?
1: Yes, I completely know what you mean. Um, I do, and the pressure is there. It's like, oh, well, you've got to hustle while the other guy's sleeping and hustle doubly as hard on Christmas Day because you know that they're not hustling and all this stuff, like the boxing mentality sort of thing. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, you've got to pay attention to if you're feeling burnt out, if you're struggling... It can wait. There has been weekends where the whole week's just gone shit. It's got to the Friday and I'm just planning on just working all weekend to try and fix all the all the stuff or whatever, hoping it will get me into a positive week the next week. But actually, if you just stop dead five o'clock Friday, no one's going to pay you any money or do anything over the weekend. No one's going to close a deal over the weekend. It's so unlikely book them in for Monday or just text them back Monday and just have a whole weekend of not doing anything. And that is a bit of a game changer, to be fair. Mm-hmm. If it's like Tuesday at 12 o'clock and I fancy not doing anything, maybe I'll have a bit of a word with myself. But saying that, I think it was this Tuesday I went to the beach. Well, I got, I decided to take the afternoon off with the family. And then a guy was like, should we just go to the beach? And it was like last minute we just did. And I was like, so this is kind of awesome because I just wanted to, so I just did. And that is ultimately why you do it, to have the freedom. And it's very rare that I actually do that. Um, But I don't want to go to the beach on a Saturday when everyone else is there. Yeah,
0: yeah, so So there is pressure to think,
1: well, I should be grafting, I should be grafting, I should be grafting. But sometimes you've got to pay attention to, if you're feeling burnt out, you're just going to ruin everything if you just push too hard. Yeah. Do
0: you ever sort of, do you ever set yourself rules about, you know, work hours or, you know, chill hours. That is that is is a hard and far do you have these little sort of hard and fast rules for yourself or is it just listen, listening to your body, listening to your mind and, and, and taking it as it as it goes?
1: Yeah, so I listen to the wife <laughs> and <laughs> and the stress levels or whatever. But what I did start to do fairly recently is on a Friday, finish what I'm doing at whatever time it was and then just stop altogether uh for the whole weekend i have been a bit bad with that i must admit at sticking to it but when i do it it does that make a real difference that and then i start working again on a sunday evening so i'm prepared for the monday because it's bad if you just wake up on a monday just ready to go yeah. and you think everything's going to fall into place when actually just do the work on a sunday evening plan your monday and then monday will be good yeah. um but basically, from Friday night to Sunday night, yeah, stopping working entirely, absolutely, replying to anyone, uh, yeah, is
0: important. Um, before we go into uh, property specifically, um, I want to cover one one thing. You mentioned the planning. Um, what's like? What does a typical kind of day in the life of yourself look like? And, and to what degree do you put that emphasis on planning the day, planning the week? you know, planning the perfect week, if you are, how, how does that work for you practically?
1: Um, so, I have a rough plan for like six months, maximum. No, I can't plan five years because no one knows and progress happens in a weird way. It's sort of like up and down, but gradually progress. So it's hard to know where you'd be, but in terms of like financials and stuff, like today, I've been putting together a plan for the next six months. Um, And that in turn has got me super motivated today because it's looking best ever and I'm so excited because I've gained real focus in the last couple of months. Um, In terms of planning the week, my week starts off fairly empty and I just know it's going to fill up as I go. But basically, I want some calls, for instance, with investors booked in for like a Monday or meetings with investors. So over the weekend, I might post some content out whatever to try and get some leads for property because i know once i speak to a few investors on a monday that'll motivate me because they'll if they're positive and there's some of them will be that gets me going for the whole week um and i just yeah that's basically all i do at the moment talk to investors and then go to properties and then project manage the ones that we got ongoing um but it's my week is always jam-packed. Like I think I've had five calls today, about an hour each, and then this. <clears throat> yeah. What?
0: Um, what? What keeps you going? What? 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 What motivates you?
1: Um, well, I think it's very important in terms of goals. Yes, it's great to have a goal. There, mine is probably, I suppose, the ultimate goal is to not really have to work. But I don't want to retire by any means. If I can retire tomorrow, I definitely wouldn't. So it's work when I want <clears throat> with fairly low stress and be free. That's the goal. And I'm probably only a couple of years away from that, to be fair. And then the bigger motivator is one day you might have to go and get a job. Getting away from that. So as well as chasing that goal, is running away from what you don't want. is super
0: important. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I guess, I guess for you, because you've been in that situation before where you weren't happy with what you're doing, I guess you know fully well what that looks like. And I guess that serves as a pretty good almost chip on your shoulder, I guess, to kind of keep you. Keep oh, going. definitely.
1: Yeah. Either, well, yeah. I, well, I'm too far past it now that I wouldn't ever go get a job. I'd happily have zero income while I started a new business or whatever it was <clears throat> just to make it work because. You don't realise it, but earning uh, earning a wage is like poisonous. You don't know it at the time, but like once someone goes, "You do that, and I'll give you this," you're just like, "Cool, well, I'll just do that." Then, before you know it, you're pretty miserable.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, talk to us about property. Why, uh, why property for you? Uh, well, yeah. Let's let's start with that first. What? Why is it such a, a, a uh, what, what what drew you to it for you?
1: So I suppose I just kept seeing people, everyone knows old oh, property is good, good investment. Yeah, people invest in property, make money, whatever. And I was seeing a lot of people live a fairly free life while earning pretty good money. And I suppose a big thing for me is I was meeting lots of wealthy people on quite a regular basis and I was doing videos and photos within property and things. But I had nothing really to offer them. So I was doing photos and videos and social media, and that's cool when a couple of clients come through that. But I wanted more that I could offer so I could really build relationships and connections with these people. And so I was like, I just need to learn property. And then once I looked more into it, it was like, I could do this with none of my own money. And it's not – there's a lot of rubbish sold out there in terms of getting into property with no money and just tosh for people to sell training courses. But basically, once you have the knowledge, people are going to pay you for your knowledge. It's like anything. And like I said about never having to go get a job, I'm very confident now that the minimum I would ever earn, even if my company just blew up tomorrow, would be a couple of grand a month just based off my knowledge, whatever it would be doing. And it wouldn't take me long to get back to a reasonable sort of standard. And that's the thing, if you made Donald Trump broke tomorrow, he'd be rich again in a couple of years' time, and there's no question about it, because it's just the knowledge you have in your head and how to raise the money. Yeah. There's nothing else. So that was what attracted me. I thought, if I just get loads of knowledge in a specific area of property, people are going to pay me for that. I can do what I want. As long as they're happy, the client's happy, the business will grow, and then I can invest my own money into property as I grow, and then that'll be the point where I'm completely free.
0: Yeah, yeah. What would be um, your advice for those people who are thinking about property um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a second source of income in terms of how to, how to get started on that kind of journey, if you like?
1: Yeah, so it's not an easy journey because naturally it takes time to get the knowledge. So either you are willing to just learn and read and do whatever. I don't read an awful lot. I don't like it. I probably only ever read about three books in my whole life. Rich Dad Poor Dad was probably the first one which was a bit of a game changer and I wish I'd read it five years ago sort of thing but I feel like I wasn't in the right mindset then to read it and I would have just been bored and would never have read it so it sort of has to be at a certain point when you read it but just the whole assets versus liabilities thing um, was a bit of a game changer really although it's a very simple process Um, so I would say You either need to have a mentor to shorten the learning curve, or you need to be willing to spend a couple of years realistically getting all the knowledge you can. It's just hard to know who to trust in property. Property sourcing is good, but it's not as easy as people think, and there's a hell of a lot of people selling it as the dream and Well, it's hard at the end of the day, because people are going to pay you, say, a set amount of about three grand per property. That's probably at least someone's income in a month or maybe double. So it's not going to be easy, is it? You can source a a few different types of property, um, HMOs, buy-to-lets, rent-to-rents, whatever it is. And it is a good business, and you are free at the end of the day. You can do what you want. You can go to as many viewings as you want. You can make as many calls as you want. But you have to be driven enough to make loads of calls really concentrate on building relationships with estate agents and sellers and investors. But if you're willing to hustle and you're a positive, good person, investors are going to be attracted to you anyway. Don't try and bullshit your way to the top. Just be genuine until you find the right investor. Cause that's so important. You could just work. I know people who have one investor and they retired in their mid twenties because they've got the knowledge and maybe a building team or something. So one guy knows, yeah, about 25. He's got a team of builders. There's eight of them. He just does the build work at cost price. So he just pays his guys, but it's at cost. And then the investor just puts in the money for the property, but they split the profits. And now they've literally, I think he's got four properties and he's, he's got a Lamborghini and he's retired. But that's only because he has a valuable skill that an investor would pay for, which is his knowledge of like the building side and actually doing the work. And it costs the investor less upfront and paying, say, the markup would probably be about 30 grand. So he'd rather just give away sort of 750 pounds a month forever than 30 grand upfront for the building. And it's less risk for him because the guy's involved in it. Um, but essentially, get the knowledge first. The money will come. Don't try and do it the other way around because uh, why does anyone need you? You just, you're paid directly in proportion to
0: the value that you provide. That's really interesting, really interesting. I mean, um, for those who, what, what would be your advice for people who don't really know what they've got an interest in or what excites them? Um, obviously, I know you mentioned traveling there is really, is really important. Um, are there any sort of other practical things um, that you would suggest for people to kind of understand themselves and understand what they've got a kind of interest in?
1: I think you've just got to try shit. So I started with photography and videography. I'd never really picked up a camera at all. But then I was like, oh, God, I like this. Can't make, quite can't like making little videos. Oh, page quite well as well. Let's do that. Then it transpired that I like business instead of that. But then building people's social media is pretty good. Let's do that. So it we went from like wedding photography to like photography and videography in general and cars and things. And I could be around people with private jets and supercars and things. That was awesome. And then... <clears throat> Uh, social media agency, which then led on to property, which then led on to very niche part of property, which is turning houses into HMOs, which is what I do now. And then I'm also really passionate about helping people leave their nine to five and it's sort of tied into one. Because maybe a year and a half ago, I was thinking like, I want to help people leave their nine to five and I'll help them with business in general, help them find out what they want to do, what what they're passionate about, and then turn that into an income. That'd be awesome. But the trouble is people it's the mindset of the kind of people is hard to change. That's the hardest thing to change. And then they, therefore they don't even come to you to help because they don't even realize it's possible or they're bitter or whatever it is. But the property side tied in really nicely with that. And I made that connection and was like, well, I can just people who say are a doctor, they got no mortgage on their half million pound house. They're working every day, but they don't realize that if they just, refinance the house move that money into investing in property in an intelligent way they could make 10 grand a month through property just off that sort of few hundred grand and then never have to work again but they don't know that that's possible so it's it's the mindset of them um you've literally just got to try stuff until you figure it out because what are you going to do otherwise you're just going to carry on working and not trying anything well that's that's not helping anyone Mm -hmm.
0: I love that. Get out there and try stuff. It's, it's, so, it's so simple, isn't it? I mean, I think, um, I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves to, f- you know, discover their passions yeah, exactly, like yeah. overnight, but actually it's the result of, you know, trying stuff over and over and over again. And um, it's really, really important. Um, I guess finally, I, I love asking this question because it's really interesting. Um, Alistair, for you, um, what would you want your, your legacy to be? Hmm. I
1: suppose it's, reputation is really important to me. Having happy clients and people speak highly of me. For instance, if someone in the past asked for a refund or something like that, they're not entitled to it, but I give it anyway. Because I'd much rather that and then go away happy. Like, oh, that's good of him. I wasn't really entitled to that. Rather than ruin a reputation for however many thousands of pounds. Um, so having a good reputation, you're always someone who always did right, by someone, and obviously, that's important to me anyway. Being in the police, I'll always hold that. It was always morals, was so important to me. Um, I could make a hell of a lot more money in this business if I didn't have morals, and then end up two years later with a horrendous reputation, move on something out, and that's not what I'm about. Um, and at least 100 houses that will be passing down to my family.
0: <laughs> it is exciting, yeah wow wow Um, and finally Alistair um, in terms of online where can people find you if they want to find out more about you
1: Uh, so probably Instagram is the best place Alistair underscore Farker you can spell it yourselves (laughs) good luck
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Alison, thank you so much for your time uh, this afternoon. And it was great talking to you. And we look forward to uh, staying in touch. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Appreciate it. Take care. Cheers, man.